fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Kind of fascinating how YouTube is going after hate speech and they're looking at the general community. They're not even using guidelines anymore. They're just looking at the general community. So they they took Steven Crowder off of uh, YouTube and, and said, you know what, we're not going to monetize him anymore, even though he didn't violate any of our guidelines. Because we're changing. We're changing. and We're going to make sure all that hate is gone. You know who still is on YouTube? David Duke. Richard Spencer from the Nazi party now. They still are fine. They're not taken off. Their voices are still apparently okay. So what's really happening in America? What's happening in America is that we don't we don't understand each other. And we we come from two different places. And I've seen it on my trips this uh, this summer as I've driven across the country. And I want to start there next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Back to that in uh, less than a minute. I want to talk to you a little bit about My Patriot Supply. They have a new one-week food supply in an ammo can. And the number of people that were placing orders in the last week has been a little overwhelming. They've decided to uh, let this go for another week or so. Natural disasters will and can still strike this year. Hurricanes, wildfires, more flooding, even, God forbid, an earthquake. Have you seen been watching what's been happening in California with the cluster earthquakes? This is a one-week food supply in an ammo can from My Patriot Supply. This is something that you can grab and go so you're covered always, you and your family, with emergency food. One-week food kit, 50% savings. And right now, save 50% off on breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week. You can order, you can order these, one for each of your family members. It's preparewithglenn.com preparewithglenn.com this is the final week you'll save 50% get your food ammo kit right now at uh, preparewithglenn.com that's preparewithglenn.com For 243 years, you know, in 2026, we're going to have our 250th birthday. I remember what it was like in 1976. Now it's our 250th birthday. And for 243 years, we have been the hope for freedom. We have been the place that People who feel oppressed have come, and we have welcomed them. They, they've come here because they know their system doesn't work. They know the system that they've been living under has oppressed them, has, has stopped them from pursuing their own happiness. And now that promise is fading we may not make it to our 250th birthday. America is a melting pot. Now, what does that mean? 
We don't talk about that anymore. That all these people have come together from different places with different backgrounds and different languages and cultures and, and, and traditions. And they come here because they want to be a part of it. Not the place. The idea. And they melt into each other. They don't lose their distinctiveness because we're all equal, but we're all different. For society, for society to survive, it has to come to that understanding that we are all equal, yet we are all different. As I was driving uh, to uh, Idaho with my son over the weekend, I drove from Texas, and the first thing I learned was, geez, Texas just doesn't end. It was a full day of driving just to get out of Texas. And even Texas is different. Dallas is different than Amarillo. And New Mexico is different than Colorado. And Boulder is different than some of the small towns along the way. We're all different. And, and what's happened is many people don't understand the people in the cities. They don't understand and I know this to be true because I have uh, here in my in my house, uh, I have these three lights and I bought them in Dallas and they're they were expensive in Dallas, but they're all beat up old lights. And I was hanging them in my kitchen and the guy from town that helps on the ranch, he uh, he came in and he said, you're, you're putting those where? And I said, I'm putting them in the kitchen. Aren't they great? And he said, uh-huh. And I said, uh, why? He said, were those, did, I mean, how much do you pay for those? And I told him, and he said, huh, you know, we could have just gone to one of the dairy farms and pulled those out of the barn. I swear to you, it was a revelation to me that we could make a lot of money. Come on, guys, let's get together. Let's go out to the farms and just say, hey, what's the old crap? We'll give you brand new lights. What's the old crap that the people in the cities are going to want? And why do they want it? Why do you want it? You want it because you want something that feels authentic, feels authentic, may not be authentic. I've never been to Dick's Bar and Grill in Florida or in Cancun, but I can damn well bet you I can buy a t-shirt that says that and one that looks like I've worn it for years. We want something authentic. We want something, we want to show that we've lived. We, what we want is we want the simple life without actually having to do all the work that is required for the simple life. So the cities don't understand the people who go to church, the people who milk cows every day. They haven't had had to help a neighbor. 
They don't understand why why we'll park the old tractor or the old truck behind or beside the barn. They don't understand that. Why don't they clean that up? They don't understand that we're actually very happy, positive people in our own lives. But then again, remember, those people who live out in the country do not understand avocado toast. We don't get it. What are you doing? How is this suddenly popular? I swear to you, you want to cripple California? Ban avocados. They'll go crazy. We're headed for something, and I don't know what it is. But as I was driving the country, I realized there's no way these people are going to give up their guns. And there's no way these people in the cities understand that, pro- that, that, uh, that idea. The reason why we're headed for something is because we no longer have a center. There is no center anymore. What was our center, really? I want you to think about this. Our center used to be uh, summed up in the phrase, truth, justice, and the American way. And people started making fun of that. Now, think of this. Who started making fun of that? It's the same people who are leading us down this road today. And what did they first come for? With a tip of the hat to Niemöller, first they came for the American way. And I didn't say anything because, I don't know, who cares? But we no longer know what the American way even means anymore. What did the American way mean? Never perfect, but always striving. Never giving up. Helping your neighbor. Being good to one another. Trying to be better. Never perfect. Sometimes not even close to perfect. But learning from the lessons of the past and trying to be better. That's really what the American way was. But they took that away. Let's just focus on truth and justice. Really? What came next? What truth? What is truth? Whose truth? There is no truth. And now we're here at a place where there is no truth. You can't say that there's only two genders. How dare you? There is an unlimited number of genders. I could be a purple-feathered chicken right now if I decide to be. And that's my truth. So we got rid of the American way. We got rid of truth. And now we're quickly getting rid of justice. Justice doesn't exist. Blind justice. The idea behind justice is don't look at who I am. Don't look at I'm white, I'm black. Don't look at my wealth or my poverty. Look at the facts. Judge me by the content of my character and the facts of the case. If, if blind justice is truly blind, there has to be many times that a judge will say, I don't want to rule this way. I don't want to. doesn't make me happy. I think you're a perfectly wonderful guy. But here's what happened. You screwed up, dude. You screwed up. Over and over you've screwed up. I don't know what's going to stop you. But until you figure that out, I've got to keep you off the streets. 
But now we're ruling on feelings. Justice without any rules. Justice without any jury. Justice without a trial. Justice without even a hearing. That's not justice. We play by the rules. And they change the game. We play by the rules, and they say, well, you didn't violate any of those rules, but we have this feeling that you're upsetting the community. A feeling? Yeah, it just doesn't feel good what you're doing. Well, can I just get the name of the people I need to make feel good then? Because if you're not going to judge by the rules, I need some measuring stick. Give me the names of the people I need to make feel good. Now that seems really wrong. But at least it would be something. Do we dare ask who needs to feel good? More in just a second. I'm going to take a one-minute break. I want to talk to you about Relief Factor. I tell you, I love uh, being at my ranch, but there's a cruel irony that uh, I'm, I'm usually in the most pain that I can be in up here because it snowed last weekend. And a couple of things that are really not good for me are cold temperatures and altitude, high altitudes. And it has just been a nightmare. Going through the Rocky Mountains was a nightmare. Two years ago, almost now, two years ago from this next Christmas, my wife and I, we came up to the ranch, and I said, I just can't do it anymore. And she said, take Relief Factor. Please just try it. We were completely out of options. And I'm stubborn. And so I took Relief Factor. And she was there every day for three weeks, handing them to me. You didn't take your relief factor. I know. Here, take it. She'd hand me a glass of water and relief factor. Three weeks later, I'm feeling different. 18 months later, I'm feeling really different. Relief factor. It has dramatically impacted my pain. Relief factor at relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. Or click on relieffactor.com. 70% of the people who try the, the quick start, the trial, go on to order more month after month. Why? Because it works. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Because, because the guidelines, the rules, the language changes all the time, we can't have a conversation. I, w- I was listening to The Daily, the New York Times, um, this morning, and they've done a series on Europe. And I swear to you, it, it is fun just to listen to. You have to listen to it because they're shocked at what they find. People in, people in Italy, they didn't like all these migrants just showing up in the middle of the night. And now I feel like we're surrounded by these people. Oh, racism is alive. No, no, say the Italians. We, we, just, we just wanted to know who they are, where they came from. Are they interested in being Italian? Because we feel like we're losing our way of life. Oh, says the New York Times. So they're cloaking their racism. Oh, dear God. It's hysterical. 
if it wasn't so tragically sad and so tragically obviously leading to another war in Europe, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be a comedy show. But we can't talk about it because they don't understand it. They don't have any interest in understanding it. They think that they're smarter than all of us because they don't keep an old truck next to their barn. They don't have a barn. And if they did, they would surely just get rid of it. Right now, the media will not even admit that there's a problem on our border that doesn't start with Donald and end with Trump. They won't talk about any of it, let alone the radicals and the communists who are now masquerading as democratic socialists, as if that's any better, who are actually planning, facilitating, and funding groups from all over the world to storm our border. Did you know that just a few weeks ago, a large group of men from the Congo spoke neither English nor Spanish, suddenly got over here from the Congo, went to Mexico, and somehow or another were smuggled into our country and now are living on the streets in San Antonio. They speak French. San Antonio government is saying, does anybody speak French? Because we have to understand these guys. They only spoke French and somehow or another, from the Congo, they got there. Now, just so you know, the Congo is the number one spot in the world. It's a hot spot for Ebola. Now, completely unrelated, ISIS recently was in the Congo recruiting or doing something in the Congo. We don't know what. They're just working on a new project. I'm sure it's going to be great. Now, God forbid a truly sinister group like ISIS decided to weaponize people and Ebola while... while while we sit here and still fail to recognize that there's even a problem on the border. That's a real possibility. Nobody seems to care. Nobody wants to talk about it. We can't talk about it. Yesterday, they banned live action. Live action is Lila Rose's group on uh, for pro-life. They banned her on Pinterest. On Pinterest. Pinterest now says, can't talk about abortion here. Oh, but I could share any kind of picture I want. Just not pictures of babies that haven't been born yet. How'd that happen? How is David Duke and Richard Spencer still on YouTube if they really care about their community? And meanwhile... Here we sit in the in a um, in an election year, and we have Joe Biden ripping off Evanetti's uh, slogan. Now you remember who he is. He's the discredited attorney that everyone on the left loved because he was representing a porn star. But I want you to hear Mr. Plagiarism himself, Joe Biden. Use the same slogan that Avenatti did. Listen. I think it's time to, uh, you know, he says, let's make America great again. Let's make America America again. Let's make America America again. Who's America? What America? Was America even ever America? 
Was America great at some time? How dare you say that, Joe Biden? No one even knows what that is anymore. Let's make America, America again. What is America? The America that I knew growing up died sometime in 2002. Those who were born on September 11th, 2001 are now in college and ready to vote for the first time. They don't know what America was. They don't know what America is. That promise is long gone. We've replaced equal justice with social justice. We have abolished truth. And God only knows what the American way is. But America is not a place. America is an idea. And this is what should give us hope. America, the idea. Never finished, never perfect, but always striving. More on this in a couple of minutes. Stand by. A woman in Michigan at work when she gets a call from Simply Safe, her home alarm has gone off. There's a man in your house. She says, That's my landlord. Really? Does your landlord usually fight your dog with one of your lamps? Okay, probably not my landlord. Of course. Now, because Simply Safe had a camera, this woman had a camera from Simply Safe, which you can get now for free when you order Simply Safe. Because they had a camera and a live body actually monitoring. And seeing, when that alarm went off, seeing that person pick up that lamp and go after the dog, she got about three times the service from 911. Because alarms go off all the time. It's just like when you're in a parking lot and you hear some car alarm going off. You don't even look anymore. This is somebody's car alarm. There's nobody hijacking or trying to steal that car. Usually, occasionally it's so. But now with Simply Safe, now that you have a camera there and somebody watching it, for $15 a month, they're going to get the bad guy. No a free security camera, no contract, $14.99 a month for monitoring at simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Go to blazetv.com and uh, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code free speech. Save 30 bucks off your annual membership. Do it today. Okay, listen, Father's Day, give Dad the gift packed with incredible Omaha steaks. All dads love great steaks, right? So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code BECK in the search bar, and you'll find 74% off on their Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. It's a $235 value. It's only $59.99 with two tender fillets, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four massive gourmet Gourmet Jumbo Franks, four crispy chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, four caramel apple tartlets for dessert, a packet of the Omaha Steak Signature Seasoning, plus four extra Omaha Steak Burgers free. Again, order now and you'll get this exclusive Omaha Steaks Father's Day Steak Fix Package, valued at $235 for $59.99. Just go to omahasteaks.com and type code BECK into the search bar. Don't wait. Offer in soon. Get the Omaha Steaks Father's Day Steak Fix for $59.99. I think it's time to, uh, you know, he says, let's make America great again. Let's make America America again. Yeah. 
like anybody knows what that means anymore. What does that mean anymore? To make America America again doesn't require a new president, a different president. It doesn't require a single new law. It doesn't require a dime of new spending. No new programs nor socialism is going to make America America again. You don't even have to vote this way or that way. Here's what making America America again requires. That you begin to believe and understand and find self-evident that all men are created equal. And they have a right, a group of rights, that nobody can take away. And they have a right to live the way they wish, follow God or not follow God, raise their children by the dictates of their conscience and their spirit. They get to keep the fruits of their own labor. They live by the document that provides for the common defense. That's all you have to do is live by this document that provides for the common defense, promotes, not provides general welfare, but promotes general welfare and domestic tranquility, establishes justice, not social justice, blind justice. All we have to do is start protecting our rights as human beings, all of our rights, not the guy that we like. And forget about the guy we don't like. All of our rights. And, and you know, not even, not even one group, when they have control and they have power, and then the opposite group, when the opposite group has power, that doesn't promote the general welfare. It, it doesn't promote domestic tranquility. It's in the belief of the idea of America. And this is a pretty grand idea. Nobody had ever tried it before. And no one, including us, has ever perfected it. Nobody's ever reached it. So should we just give up? Because this is what we have to say to ourselves. I give up. We cannot do that. The country that put a man on the moon has to say, that's a bridge too far. We can't live and self-govern ourselves. We can't live side by side with people we disagree with. That's a bridge too far. We can't do it. Now let's stop and lower our goals. See, it's always a race to the bottom. It's always a race to the bottom. Our founders said, let's reach beyond what we are now. What we're being taught is to reach lower. Forget about that idea that all men are created equal and each one of them have unchangeable rights and that they can govern themselves through a document that explains exactly what the government can and cannot ever do. That's our hope. That's our answer. Quite honestly, that's our war. That's our World War II. It's our duty. And for the sake of our children it's not only our duty but it it should be our sacred honor as well all right pat gray joins us now from the uh, pat gray radio roundup which is uh, heard on uh, 
on the Blaze and uh, also uh, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, let's make America America again. Can we do that? Let's then, do that. Let's do that by starting with a socialized medicine program and uh, constitutional <laughs> right to continue the slaughter of children. That's what America is all about. That's what that's what we're trying to create here. That's, that's what, what our founders wanted. I hate it when he yeah. gets into that whisper voice. Oh, that drives me out of my mind. Although I love the exchange yesterday. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we started talking about this. Uh, the, wouldn't it be fun to see a Donald Trump, Joe Biden uh, matchup in the general election? Did, <laughs> did we not predict how fun that was going to be? It would be fun. Yesterday, we got a little taste of how fun that's going to We're in. We're a year and a half away <laughs> from the general election, and already in one day, President Trump called Biden a dummy, a loser, and mentally weak. <laughs> you know, bless his heart. I love it. I, I mean, I shouldn't. I know that's bad of me. I'm probably a bad person, but I loved it. I can't imagine Ronald Reagan saying, well, um, you know, that Joe Biden is a dummy. Uh, that, <laughs> this is the only person in the world who is president of the United States would call somebody. Now, a it's only fun it. if Joe Biden swipes back with something just as ridiculously unpresidential. Yes. And well, we have we have some of that. Here's here's a little exchange back and forth uh, yesterday. Tonight, a split screen moment and a possible preview of the general election. You know, he says, let's make America great again. Let's make America America again. Sleepy Joe. Beautiful. He's a sleepy guy. <laughs> Former Vice President Joe Biden courting voters in the country's first caucus state, looking past his more than 20 Democratic opponents and setting his sights squarely on the current commander in chief. I believe that the president is literally an existential threat. To America. Okay, Today, the president on. taking shots just before leaving on his own trip to Iowa, a state he won in 2016. When a man has to mention my name 76 times in a speech, <laughs> that means he's in trouble. Are you elevating Joe Biden by continually attacking him? No, I'd rather run against, I think, Biden than anybody. Uh, I think he's the weakest <laughs> mentally. And I like running against people that are weak mentally. <laughs> oh, I love this. That's just some fun I love right this. there. Isn't you that know, great? I, I think Biden, I think he's got something with the sleepy. It's going to turn into yeah, something. Yeah, he does. Because Biden Biden is making uh, Donald Trump look like he's 20 years old. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Biden is kind of taking advantage of the fact that, that, I mean, Trump is taking advantage of the fact that Biden is so old, even though he's only four years younger. And but I think it's working. I think it's working. It is Be because he is he is. And I've never noticed this before about Joe. But I think, you know, when you start to slip, it, it, it can go fast. And I think he's mm -hmm. starting to be like, well, uh, uh. well, you remember when um, when uh, Ronald Reagan first got into office, he wasn't like that. Yeah. By the time he got out of office, you could see the toll it had taken and his mm -hmm. age had started to mm -hmm. to kick in. And he, it wasn't that he was senile. It it was just that it was a little uncomfortable at times. He'd go, uh, well, uh, uh, and then he would have a great line. But you could see that he was aging. Joe Biden is, to me, looks like he's just starting to fall apart. I think, too. I mean, Biden has always done this quiet voice thing. 
uh, no matter how much energy he's had. It's always mm-hmm. been like one of his shticks where he'll just get really quiet as if he's saying something really, really profound, profound when it's really not much of anything. Yeah. Um, and I think he's doing well, it may, even... May I just... Mm-hmm. May I just interject that nothing is ever profound when it's followed by man? Right. <laughs> that is the what it's an that's his plain talking sort of yes. shtick. Oh, it's middle he, class he Joe. Yeah. He's middle class middle class people use the word man all right. the time. And he thinks yeah, that if he more, says it, he, yeah. he, he's middle class <laughs> like if he just stepped out of the Scooby Doo mystery van. <laughs> I mean he's like 1972 middle class, man. But it's a, he's doing it more I think because he he wants to contrast himself he wants to see everybody in that race is trying to show themselves as, as this with the exception of maybe sanders is trying to show themselves as this super balanced calm intellectual because they think it yeah. you know it just is a good contrast with trump and where biden i think probably his strength is to be more like trump right like he's the type of person that will come out and he can maybe throw some insults at you and he does that stuff a lot uh, he's supposed to be the likable guy, right? I don't know that he is, but that's supposed to be his shtick. And he's trying to do this other weird, dramatic thing. And you're right. So far, I don't think it's working at all. And how dare you, yeah. when you're part of the team that started the fundamental transformation of the United States of America, how dare you say we're going to make America America again? You're the ones, you're the, you're part of the team that started tearing that apart. Yeah, I mean, there's a new story out today that um, Biden is saying that Trump wants to rewrite the, the limits of the presidency. <laughs> Who are you? You just spent eight years doing that. Uh-huh. Joe Biden is going to tell he's going to lecture us on too much presidential power. Are you kidding me? Uh, and then he also said he was going to cure cancer, which is uh, I mean, if he that gets elected, a bizarre one, isn't it? Yeah. If he gets elected, Joe Biden, is, is, we're going to cure cancer. That's going to be the big takeaway of his presidency. Really? Which I would say he, that's a good promise. Yeah. I, I we wow. used to do that as a joke. Remember, we would uh-huh. run fake candidates like Ernie Velveeta and Harold Flamlasky, yeah, and they would all promise yeah. to cure cancer. Now, Joe Biden's really <laughs> <Right>. doing it. <laughs> I mean, it's huh. like they'll never Donald Trump will never build that wall. I don't know. That's pretty simple compared to curing cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can get that one done. I'm not so sure, Joe Biden. And what is Joe? He's got a like new chemistry set. He's going to set up on the on the resolute desk. Shh, quiet, quiet. I'm close. I'm close. I just have to pour this beaker into this other beaker. Right. <laughs> it's like basically what it what it is. I mean, we really did. I I want to say we have to go back and find this now. One of those guys, whether it was Harold Flintleski or Ernie Velveeta, said if you elect him. He will he will cure cancer, but he won't tell you how until you elect him, which was his big strategy. I think Biden's and that's why he hasn't been cured yet. We though. need to we need to start doing that. That he's gonna that that uh, Joe Biden is gonna cure cancer. He's already cured it, really. You just, you just have to elect him before he'll tell you how he's going to cure it. That's fantastic. We used to joke about it. He's now doing speeches. This is a, the front runner in the race Jeez. is doing speeches about if you elect him, he'll cure cancer. That's a real thing happening right now. That's amazing. Do you think that's – does he have some information from scientists that they're a year away? But that wouldn't have anything to do with him being elected. Scientists I are know. Like, I'm not working if, unless Biden wins. <laughs> like, that's not a thing scientists do, to my knowledge. I don't think so. I think he's probably saying, I'm going to dump a know. bunch that's of money in, I, into the research, right? I guess uh, that's yeah. what he's promising. Maybe. That's what actors say they're going to do. I'm not working unless you change this law. Mm-hmm. I mean, are actors and scientists any different? I mean, I certainly hope so, but I'm not so sure. (laughs) I'm not so sure. All right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. 
Our sponsor is uh, X-Chair. We're all sitting in an X-Chair. Well, no, they're sitting in an X-Chair. I'm not. I'm sitting in this old, horrible uh, wooden chair that is not comfortable at all. X-Chair is a really comfortable office chair. X-Chair is the chair that you really want in your home. X-Chair is a, a chair that you want in your office. If you have to work at a desk or at a chair... You'll not find a better X-chair. Stephen Crowder and I were talking about it just the other day. Stu, would you remind me? I want to send Stephen an X-chair. Yeah, sure. Um, he, uh, he was just talking about he bought the same chair that I did years ago. One of, those, one of those chairs that are supposed to be the best chairs in the world. Oh, these all scientists agree. This is a, and it's a piece of crap, and it's really expensive. And it's not comfortable. X-chair actually delivers on the promises that they make it is so adjustable it supports you exactly the way you feel like you want to be supported and the reason why is because you can adjust it exactly the way you want it's got a million different adjustments on it get a hundred dollars off right now at xchairbeck.com or call 844-4x-chair you can finance it for about 30 bucks a month if you want to do that um also it's a 30-day money-back guarantee so if if you think i'm wrong if you're like glenn that's not that great of a chair I don't think that's going to happen, but hey, stranger things have happened. Joe Biden might cure cancer, so you never know. Call 844-4X-CHAIR, 844-4X-CHAIR, or xchairbeck.com. You know, uh, a lot of the, you uh, understand welcome, that. Welcome uh, to the program. What loss is, and when loss occurs, you know uh, that you know people come up to you and tell you, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. if you lose a... Uh, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a family member, and uh, um, and lots of times you feel like saying, you know, they say, I know how you feel, and if they hadn't, you'd look at them, you, you know they mean well, but you say, you have no idea how I feel. But when it happens to you, you know. That's why I've uh, worked so hard in my career to make sure that uh, I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, Wait, he's promising that we're going to cure cancer if you elect him? Is is there Have a we more not? amazingly pathetic promise that's ever been uttered in the history of politics? I, I love this because it's not like it's not like oh crap we should have been working on cancer the whole time. <laughs> These massive drug companies that they're trying to shut down. They don't need the mm. government to tell them to do that. They know whoever cures cancer. If you have the cure for cancer, you're going to make a buttload of money for a very long time. What, Joe Biden's going to come in and go, hey, guys, you know what you should do? Work on a cure for cancer. Ooh. Ooh, I never thought of that. Uh, we were just focused on a restless leg syndrome this whole time. Right. And you're <laughs> right. thinking we should try to stop Some the geek cancer? in the corner is like, I've been telling them that. Thank you, sir. So much for telling them. Because I've been saying we should work on cancer. They just want to just work on hair loss and restless leg. <laughs> I mean, I love that argument. It's always an amazing one. You know, they go out and they target all of these pharmaceutical companies all the time. And then they still hold them up as if they're going to be the cure to everything. It's like they're constantly bashing them. They're telling them both sides of the aisle are saying that basically foreign governments should be setting the prices for what they produce. Like all of this stuff is so, you know, they sue them every single time something goes wrong. 
their business model is impossible to really execute with all the FDA stuff that goes on. And, and I mean, the fact that they give us anything is an amazing, uh, is an amazing uh, part of capitalism, and they still continue to bash them constantly. I would tell you that if you elect anybody on the left at this point, you might have, might, I'm not promising you anything, you might have a better chance of not finding a cure for cancer because they're going to gut these companies. So when, then what? Then what? You gut them, and then you say, hey, you guys should cure cancer. You know what? I'm, I, th- I think the guys who haven't been able to even pass a budget, even create a budget for about 12 years, I think we should be the ones that try to, can- <laughs> try to cure cancer. You can't fix a park. of entertainment and enlightenment. All right, there's been some crazy things that have been happening in politics, even even crazier than usual, including Joe Biden saying, if you elect me, I'll cure cancer. Oh, okay, well, that's a, that's a presidential promise that I've not heard anybody sane make before. But okay, Joe, we're going to take a look at uh, Stu's roster, and he... he he looks at how many different things are there, Stu? 30? Uh, yeah, 31 or 32, I think. 31 categories. or 32 diff- different categories and different metrics. And he puts them together. It takes him about a week each time to do it. He puts them together, and his rankings are slightly different than just the poll numbers because poll numbers just one thing. He looks at so much more. So we'll look at the political rankings according to Stu's scientific uh, research coming up in one minute. This is the Glenbeck program. Science man. All right, what do you get your dad for Father's Day? Time, time. Now, there's a different way to look at that. There's a way to look at that and say, I'm going to give my father time. I'm going to spend time with him. Um, but you could also look at it as. I'm going to help my dad possibly extend his life a little bit more and give him a little more time with us. You can do that with 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit. For a limited time, you can get $50 off a 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit through June 17. Now, you'll discover in this with your dad how your genes can influence the well-being and lifestyle choices with insights into genetic weight, muscle uh, uh, consumption, and sleep quality. You'll also learn about the different things that uh, your genes or his genes predispose him to, including some really kind of nasty diseases. Is he predisposed to those, and what can he do uh, if he is predisposed? Also, you're giving your dad the, the gift of discovery, sitting down with your dad and seeing exactly where he's from and where his, his genes come from all over the world is really fantastic. I would have never guessed that I ha- I was part Native American. I am like 10 times more Native American than Elizabeth Warren, but that's not saying much. I know, but it's fun to say it. Anyway, get your DNA kit for your dad. Give him time. 23andme.com slash Beck. $50 off right now. 2323andme.com slash Beck.
So the one thing I really like about Stu, and there is only one, uh, is that he's a stat geek. He is a, he's a guy who is is really numbers minded and can always tell you everything about every poll and which polls to dismiss and which ones not to dismiss. And he's usually right. He was pretty close on the election uh, last time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, this time he has really put about a year's worth of work into developing a system that takes into consideration 30 different metrics. Can you go through any of those, Stu, to, so we understand? Sure. Like, I mean, you think everything from... Uh, polling. We use even some prediction market stuff. We, we go through endorsements and um, the organization the campaigns are building. Uh, you know the debates, the media coverage. Uh, you know um, fundraising. I mean, really, you know, it's a couple. It's Everything. a few dozen, and they actually grow. We change. We change the formula as it goes on. So, for example, now polling is going to be less important than something than you know a lot of these that indicate potential right potential is going to be more important now than a week before an election when Mm -hmm. uh you know the polling is going to take into account all those things there's a lot of these candidates that people don't even know so you have to there's a little bit of art inside of there but i overall it's a good way of like looking at the entire field and seeing who's going up who's going down who you know over a long period of time you can kind of follow the race and make sense out of it because it's freaking chaotic i mean uh, there's 24 people in here and how do you how do you even understand the entire field so I'm not really interested in the 24 people. I'm, I'm interested in the ones that actually have a chance. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me, you know, give me the ones that are really the movers and shakers. Okay, a few things from this one, which I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, one was the biggest drop of any candidate since we started doing this. Um, and you may instinctively know that was Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> uh, who right. uh, fell 7.4 points. The way we do this is all this giant formula basically spits out a number 0 to 100. So 100 would be, in theory, the perfect candidate that couldn't lose. 0 would mm. be the worst candidate. Uh, he is still kind of in, oddly still in the top tier of the race. I mean, people look at O'Rourke and say, this guy's failed. However, he's still beating about 18 candidates in polls. Like he, I mean, a lot of these candidates, I think the answer, I think it's 17 candidates are at zero or 1% of the 24. So to your point, like you're right. A lot of these guys really seem to have no chance to act. Well, de Blasio says he's just getting started. He is. He's at zero, but he's just getting started. He should start just getting finished. Uh, but yeah, uh, as of yes. right now, he is just getting started. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are examples of this. For example, I mean, Pete Buttigieg is one who was at zero and one percent for months, and now is not. Uh, you know, people; these things do change over time. Elizabeth Warren looked done at one point during this campaign, and and she's another big story in this. She had a big rise, and she's having a little bit of a moment. I mean, she she's polling better and better, and her approach seems to oddly be working with people, which is essentially going out and churning out a new. <laughs> Uh, a new policy proposal every week or so that's going yeah, to get the get government involved this. in another aspect of your life. I want to get into this possibly at the bottom of the hour, that she seems to have an answer for everything. Now, not cancer. No. Joe Biden is the answer for cancer, literally. <laughs> Play that audio just in case you missed it. It's amazing. I promise you, uh, <laughs> if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, That's incredible, incredible. So she doesn't have that answer, but she does seem to have an answer for everything else. 
that is her that's her shtick and it's what people really yeah. want we can get into her a little bit more but i mean she was the biggest riser in the entire uh, uh you know this edition of the power rankings that we do and we rank them all from one to 24 and there's it just takes too long because there's two dozen freaking people and you have to find something interesting about all of them that's not easy uh but uh Buttigieg is another guy who i find really interesting here and that like i kind of thought uh, i don't know the bump had kind of faded a little bit and I think that's somewhat true. You see in the polling that Buttigieg has sort of fallen back. He had a really good poll in Iowa this week, which that was before, or this was after we calcu- did all these calculations. Um, but that, you know, he's, that's where he's focused most of his attention. It's where he's polling best. Obviously, if anyone who, who wins Iowa is a real factor in the race, sort of automatically. So the fact that he's right in there, you know, this is Biden's probably weakest early, early state. Uh, you know, Sanders does okay there. Warren does pretty well there, and so does Buttigieg. Yeah, but right what does now. that mean? I mean, if 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 Biden loses, it'll mean something. But if he's five, eight, ten points ahead, it's not going to mean anything. This, this the number two will mean something because the media doesn't. I, I don't think the media really wants Joe Biden to win. Um, but uh, you still, I mean, the chances of, of anybody else beating a 10-point lead coming out of Iowa. Well, I mean, we have to step back here, though. It's very early. We haven't had one debate yet. If you, right. I mean, Joe Biden yesterday came out and promised that if he was elected, he would cure cancer. We all realize that Joe Biden is going to have 20 to 30 complete foot-in-mouth, you know, face-to-rake sort of moments in this campaign. <laughs> the idea that he's going to win by 20 points, I mean, it is... It's possible he's winning. Um, I love the fact. I love the fact that with Joe Biden, it would it should be rake to face. But with Joe Biden, he's so incompetent, it's face to rake. <laughs> That's a good point. The rake is still laying on the ground. He just falls down and smashes his face into it. Yeah, it's just like the rake is just like I got to hit that guy. Right, I got to hit that guy. It's it's fascinating. To, I mean, because look, it, it would be ridiculous to. To say that Biden is not only the leader in this race, but really in a tier by himself. I mean, you cannot even put Sanders in his tier right now. I mean, Biden, absolutely, this is his race to lose, but he's really good at losing races. I mean, he's done this his entire (laughs) career. He's run for president like 107 times, and he's won approximately zero times. Uh, So, you know, I mean, look, 108th is the charm. Yeah, it's I will say this, though, for Biden. Uh, number one, he is running a different campaign than almost everybody else in this race. Uh, yes, he's hanging back from the cameras, which is obviously smart considering he's a gaffe machine. But in addition to that, he is the only, one of the only candidates in the race and the only one I can think of that's above, you know, eighth or tenth in this race that is not folding to the sort of hardcore socialist messaging. You know, he's a guy who's come out and said, I'm not giving everybody free college. We're going to have free community college. We don't really want Medicare for all. That's not going to work. You know what? We Sure, we want abortion to be progressive, but the Hyde Amendment should stay. These are things... He's the only one doing it, and there's a reason why he's winning with a field that is not entirely socialist. The Democratic voter, the average person living in Iowa, the average person living uh, you know, in these states that is going to vote for a Democrat is not Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and every other right. candidate is trying to be her. She seems to, he seems to be the only one who's recognized that there's, there's a day after 
the first primary. There's a day after well, you win. You have to go up against Donald Trump and try to win voters from the Midwest who don't want Medicare for all, who don't want socialism. So there's a there's a difference uh, here too, a similarity and a difference uh, with 2016. In 2016, you had the same thing. Donald Trump was not towing the line of the traditional uh, Republican. Right. He was not saying all those things. He said, "I'm I'm you know now it's a, oh he just answers to anybody who is no he doesn't he doesn't he carved his own path and he held that but he is his own man." Um, I'm not sure Biden is his own man. Uh, maybe he is. Uh, I'm not sure he'll hold this path for very long, at least after an election, if he became president of the United States. So he is he is sensing that these parties are not reflective of America as a whole because it leaves out the independent. And I think there's a lot of people uh, in America that are tired of the hard line of the hard party line because they don't see the parties as doing anything. Yeah. And so if somebody is an independent thinker or appears to be an independent thinker, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Americans, I think, are attracted by that. I totally agree. And, and that it's really important to point out Joe Biden is not a moderate. Not at all. He was one of the most. No. Prog- I mean, the one he was either him or Obama was the number one most liberal senator when Obama ran for president. I believe it was Biden one and Obama two as the most progressive senator. The guy but is no think- moderate, but he's messaging in that way, which is smart because no one's addressing those people. But he's not a revolutionary. No. See, I think that's the difference. Now we have we have Ocasio Cortez and all of these people who are truly revolutionaries. And they want to burn the whole system down. That's not Joe Biden. He wants to carve out a nice little comfortable place for him and his cronies in the world that has already been created. Um, he's he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of progressive that never delivers to the left. You know what I mean? Not not enough. Even though they, I mean, he you know, like Obama. Even he passed. You know, yeah, biggest massive expansions of government we've. I probably ever Correct. seen in my lifetime, yet he's still seen as Correct. a disappointment somehow to progressives. Uh, you know, I think that's true. I mean, Sanders, I think, is a real revolutionary, right? Like that, he is. He has lived this. I mean, the guy who went to the Soviet Union on his honeymoon, famously. This guy is a, is someone who is a real revolutionary. I think, at some to some extent, Warren really is too. There's a lot of them that yes. are playing the role, and I don't know how revolutionary mm-hmm. they are. Uh, but Biden is, I, I think you're right, a, a Democrat, a far left Democrat, a guy who represented the state of Delaware, remember, for all of those years. This is not a guy who he, he likes to say he was from, you know, Pennsylvania and he likes to kind of portray that those Midwest values. That's not what this guy ran on. And the only reason people get confused with Biden and they think, well, maybe he's sort of moderate is because he's old. He, he was taking liberal <laughs> positions in 1978 that seem conservative today because the country has massively moved to the left. And so they go right. back and they're like, well, you said this in 1980. Well, in 1980, it was like basically socialism, what he was recommending. Right. Right. And right. so he's constantly right. been on the progressive uh, edge this entire time. And if he becomes president, he will be at least Obama. And who knows, may go even further, um, but he'll be, he will be a very liberal president that will try to change things up. He might not be Sanders. He might not be Warren, but he's going to be, he, don't, don't let him fool you. There, there's this idea that, and there's several candidates that are attempting this in the race, which is moderation with a wink, right? Like mm-hmm. basically they're saying, I'm a moderate, mm-hmm. wink, wink, 
hey, Democrats, I want you to know I'm not a moderate. And, you know, that is something that Biden is attempting. There's a bunch of candidates at the bottom of the field who are attempting it as well unsuccessfully. But that's largely because Biden so far has been successful. You have to imagine there's some lane for people who want a normal Biden sort of Democrat here uh, as they see it. And that lane is not going to be taken by Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. All right. So I want to get back into this here in one minute. We'll look at the, you know, the top five and why they why Stu's uh, rankings are different than the poll rankings in just in one minute. So we all have been reading or we've been witnessing if we're in California, we're witnessing the mass exodus of California. If you're in Texas, we're seeing the people come to the promised land. They're leaving the heavily taxed areas of the country to the states that embrace personal freedom and small government and lower taxes. So if you're thinking about voting with your feet, you need to check out realestateagentsitrust.com. But please leave your crappy politics that you may or may not have had when you lived there. Leave them behind because that's why you're leaving that place. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We have a great agent where you currently live who will help you sell your home quickly and for top dollar. We also have the best agents where you want to move and who will work on your behalf to find you a great home, be your advocate, so you can buy without stress and without worry and, you know, the the uh, worry of, you know, buying remotely without without a lot of travel. That's hard. That's really hard. You need to trust your real estate agent. That's why at realestateagentsitrust.com, we're going to give you somebody that fits that bill. Get moving right now with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're looking at the power rankings that Stu puts out once a week. Stu, what is the uh, where are the strengths and the weaknesses of Biden? Uh, well, I mean, Biden, look, is is the, the name recognition is 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 very, very high. I mean, as much as we talk about how there's so much power with the socialists out there, uh, people really, generally speaking, remember Biden fondly as Democrats. Again, I'm not talking about him going up against Donald Trump. It's This is just a Democratic contest. And people like him. I mean, you know, he's got, uh, you know, a, a favorability rating of 77 um, percent. Wow. 77 to 15 is his favor- favorable in the Democrats. Uh, in the Democratic Party. So that's, I mean, that is a, you know, that's a nice thing to run on. I mean, Bernie Sanders has a high one as well. Of course, every Democratic candidate, with the exception of Bill de Blasio, is, fav- is, is viewed <laughs> relatively fairly. Bill de Blasio is, has the worst approval ratings in the entire field, and he just got into the field. Like and if, you just said, he you know the whole field is rated fairly. I think they're rating him fairly too. Oh yeah, no, it's true. It's not not well, I would say. Um, but yes. you look at certain candidates on here, and a couple that I would highlight would be Kamala Harris and Pete mm. Buttigieg, who have still massive gaps in their familiarity. I mean, like about a third of Democrats have never heard the name Pete Buttigieg before. I mean, that is like, we, you know, we talk about this stuff every day. So to, to us, this guy's been, you know, invading our lives for several months. But I mean, he is basically, uh, as far as candidates go, pretty unknown. I mean, he's in the area of, you know, 
Julian Castro as far as name recognition. And he performs when much in, better than Castro does as far as favorability. When I was in uh, music radio, I used to pick uh, the music for radio. And um, I remember I'd look at research, and you would look at the familiarity. And there was a tipping point. But if you had a pop song that was very, very popular, and people loved it, but it, it was unknown to the mass, you had a pretty good shot that once it was exposed, it was going to, uh, it would take off. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing with Buddha Judge. Once people know who he is, if his numbers, how, what are his, his likes and hates and, and really, really love kind of numbers. Do you look into that at all? Still? Yeah, that's uh, that's part of this. Um, you know, he's at forty-two eleven right now. One important thing to understand, though, is uh, basically every candidate in this race has about ten percent of people who will say they don't like them, um, and it goes up from there. Like you know, Bernie Sanders is almost twenty, but you know, Buttigieg is at that floor basically. It's at eleven percent, and he has forty-two percent, so a four-to-one ratio. Plus, he has a third of the audience that has not even heard of him yet. So if he can continue those sorts of ratios, he's in a really nice position. And that's the thing about Buttigieg and why he performs so well on, on the power rankings is because he's got tons of room to grow. Right. And if he has deep passion, not people who are like, oh, I like that Pete guy, but deep yep. passion and that much room to grow, he is a real contender. Yeah, I think the thing, um, his big concern, I would say, just watching him as a candidate is he needs to... He, he's one of these people, and there's a few in this race. Um, I would say Cory Booker's kind of in this position. I would say Chris Cuomo on CNN is this type of person who thinks they're a lot smarter than everyone else on Earth. And mm -hmm. he definitely shows that from time to time. He thinks an awful lot of himself, and it comes through uh, in his that speeches. Will, that and that'll that sink will him. hurt him. Mm -hmm. That will sink him. Um, all right, <clears throat> back with more of the uh, poll numbers and Elizabeth Warren's answer for everything, because she's got one. Well, except for the curing of cancer. <laughs> That's exclusively held by uh, Joe Biden. All coming up next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. And I know because so was I. My pain and inflammation was so bad there were times that Tanya had to get up early in the morning and button my shirt or tie my shoes. And it's, and maybe, you know, women don't understand it. I don't know. But it's really humiliating for a man to have to ask for that kind of help. That's how bad my pain was. Now, 18 months later, Tanya's really not buttoning my shirt. Why? Because I can do it. Why? Relief factor. Try it now. I started taking Relief Factor and it has helped me with my pain. I feel the best I've felt in six years. I still have pain from time to time, but generally speaking, I don't have that constant, nagging, awful, stabbing pain anymore. It's 100% drug-free and it's created by doctors. Join me and get your life back with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Try their three-week quick start for only $19.95. If you're in pain, what do you have to lose beside the pain? Go to Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Get your life back. The complete power rankings and all my wise-ass comments about the candidates are available at glennbeck.com, and also I'll tweet them from twitter.com slash worldofstew.
This is the Glenn Beck Program, and we're looking at Stu's power rankings, uh, how the candidates all stack up and why uh, they stack up the way they are, uh, because Stu's power rankings are different than the poll numbers. Give me your top five, Stu, in order. Sure, top five. Uh, number five is Elizabeth Warren. We're going to get back to her here in a second. Um, four is Kamala Harris. Uh, three is Bernie Sanders, and this is probably the biggest difference um, because Sanders is number two in almost all of the polls. But I, there is a talk, I mean, I think in a, a legitimate case to be made that he has a certain amount of supporters and they're pretty much there. Like they're, they're yeah, there, you know, if he winds up being in the top two and everyone else drops out, you know, who knows? But it, people aren't gravitating to him like they were potentially last time. The excitement seems if to be gone a little bit. If you're going to be president of the United States, it is important that you're everyone's number two. So you may not even be everybody's number one, mm-hmm. but as they drop off one by one, everybody's like, well, I could go for him. If you're everyone's number two and you have enough favorites, if you have the passion that Bernie, Bernie people have, but Bernie's people have that passion and they're there. And nobody else is looking at Bernie going, yeah, I could do that. If he was the candidate, I could do that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the person who probably exemplifies that best right now is Kamala Harris. She's number two mm-hmm. for a lot of people. She can get in there. She's the, uh, she can be the number two for Bernie, and she can be, she's right, uh, let's see. So for Biden, she's number two in, in that measure, uh, behind just Bernie. And then, um, and she's number three with Sanders supporters. She does well, sort of, all over the board she there's just not a ton of passion yet for her so she again has good room to grow but she has not caught right. fire uh, at right. all um and then uh, number one of course uh or number two is pete Buttigieg, um which is somewhat controversial i think but he's performed very well and has a lot of room to grow as we sort of discussed and biden of course at number one and a lot of people look at back at 2016 and say the lesson from 2016 when it comes to polling is never look at it again which I can understand that idea, as a lot of people uh, did not believe Donald Trump was going to win. But when you really look back at it, in the general election, the general election polls missed the final popular vote count, which is what they're predicting, by about one point. Um, when you go, however, the better case to even be made is when you go back to the primary, the mistakes people made was not listening to the polls. Mm-hmm. including myself by the way if people mm-hmm. if, if they took donald trump's poll numbers seriously from the beginning and didn't come up with nine million excuses as to why they weren't going to hold you would have seen this coming a lot earlier and and myself along with a million other people who do these things and, mm-hmm. and predict these things for a living just didn't i didn't especially early on did not believe that donald trump was going to hold on to a republican audience the way he did now the polls kept showing that the whole time the polls were right in that uh, in that uh, in that way really early and Trump did hold that. So the, the, that's the argument for Biden right now. Maybe you believe the polls. Maybe the idea that Don, Joe Biden is up by 20 and 30 points in a lot of these things is just real. Again, mm-hmm. there's a tendency to, I mean, Biden is a type of person who, who makes a lot of mistakes and, and, and certainly will open himself up at some point to one of these, for the, one of these other candidates to take, take over. But as I of think, right now, I mean, he's still winning by a lot. I think Biden will be the last candidate of his breed, uh, at least in the Democratic Party. Um, I think he's the last kind of gasp of that old liberal Democrat. 
And so people feel comfortable with him because they don't feel like he's a radical. He's not for all this crazy stuff, even though he may be. Um, but they just feel comfortable with him. And I think that's important for a lot of older uh, older voters. But I think he's the last of, of his breed. This will be the last time we see somebody like that, I think. Um, so who's the first to drop out, Stu? I think uh, the first to drop out of, of any Major note, county. right? Yeah. I mean, sure, like some person you've never heard of may very well drop out at any time. I mean, half of this field could go over a bus, uh, go over a cliff in a bus and nobody would notice. It would really like, change the polls. Uh, you no, know I mean? And it would be like, and it would be like, who, who was, who was, who are these people? Yeah. Uh, I think here's my case for the, the first person to drop off. And I think it happens before Iowa. I think it happens relatively soon after these debates potentially after they miss one let me give you this poll this is one of a, a recent poll cory booker at two percent de blasio two percent beto o'rourke two percent uh steve bullock one percent john delaney one percent tulsi gabbard one percent john hickenlooper one percent amy klobuchar one percent andrew yang one percent kirsten gillibrand zero percent this wow. is someone who was supposed to be a factor and is trailing all of those people I just named. That is not supposed to be happening. Uh, they, the, the voters don't like her. She can't. She's, a, she's killing herself trying to make news and, and trying to make waves, and it's not working. And she, you know, she's young enough that she can have a political future if she doesn't get herself completely embarrassed here. And it may very well just be time for her to drop out. She's now they're talking about potentially having. Um, AOC challenge her in the Senate. Now, luckily for her, she just won, so she's got some time to deal with that. But listen to this stat. They're right? also talking about mm -hmm. AOC replacing Chuck Schumer. Yeah, good luck. That, that would be a fa that one would legitimately be fascinating to watch because it would be. I mean, look, and how happy do you think Chuck Schumer is? Schumer is a corrupt uh, politician, but knows the game well and would know every power level lever mm -hmm. to push, push to hold on to that race. And she's a moron, but with a lot of energy behind her. So that is that would be a fascinating one to watch. I really hope that one happens. Listen to this from Gillibrand, though. Gillibrand has raised less money from small contributors in her first quarter as a presidential candidate than she had in six of the eight previous quarters when she wasn't running for president. Wow. She's actually raising more money doing nothing than running for president. People wow. just don't like her all that much, and she's not very good at this. So I think I, that's my prediction. I mean, you can make the argument for Beto, too, kind of on the same case, though mm -hmm. at least Beto's had it run. Like, maybe you convince yourself if you're Beto, okay, I was up at 12%, maybe I can go back there. Gillibrand's shown none of that. So I think she's in uh, massive trouble. All right, so let's now go to Elizabeth Warren, because Elizabeth Warren it, it, it seems to have an answer for everything now Ugh, that's certainly what she wants you to believe uh she, her slogan is uh she has a plan for that and it, the, her her strategy is interesting in that she's just basically coming out with a new detailed policy proposal about once every week or two to massively remake some large portion of our country uh to her liking and of course, Democrats uh, are looking at that and saying, you know, most of the time they agree with the policies, right? They're generally, I mean, she's basically, with the exception of maybe Sanders, the most socialist candidate in this race. So all the things are very pleasing to hardcore left-wing people. But that's really not why she's surging. The, the way she, reason she's surging is because there's a little bit of signaling going on from Democratic voters, 
who connects with her ability to churn out plans, even if they don't know what the plans are. Like, they like the idea that someone is really smart and they're signaling intelligence and it says something about me. I've got all these, I'm supporting a candidate that is going into detail and has really thought about all these things, even though most of the voters who support her haven't really thought of these things, don't know what these policies are. She started uh, off this barrage of, of campaign ideas with the wealth tax and that she did that intentionally because her plan was basically when you uh, you come up with all these big spending proposals the first question that everyone asks is how do you pay for that so she did that one first uh and she decided to come up with the wealth tax which most scholars believe is unconstitutional i mean unless you're changing unless we're in this world of living constitution where things just change without you know any rhyme or reason I mean, the 16th Amendment, during the debate, this type of tax was contemplated and explicitly rejected. I mean, this is the type of thing you can't go and just take money out of people's bank accounts, taking their possessions. You can, only, you can tax income with the 16th Amendment. You cannot, you cannot tax wealth. So, you know, what, what's interesting about this is people don't understand this. They think this is another income, but it's not. Every year you have to report everything that you have. So I got to report a car. I've got to report a house. I've got to report, you know, a new fur that I bought lovey. Uh, and you get taxed on everything that you have. That, yeah, that's, I mean, it's com- that's that's ridiculous. Insane. Now, she's saying, of course, the way she's saying it is it's only the ultra wealthy. But I mean, imagine, though, if you have investments, right? Like you'd have to essentially sell investments every year to pay this ridiculous tax that would have to be it was unconstitutional anyway and it's not going to pass but this is how she's getting it by people um listen to this this is from msnbc this is uh, at one of her rallies reporters there been following it the entire time listen to her answers when asked about campaign specifics we just like that she's consistent, that she's steady, and that the policies keep coming. So there's not really that big of an emotional attachment to any of these policies specifically. But, of course, climate change is one of those things that you hear about from voters across the campaign trail. And so the fact that she's looking at this through a jobs and climate, inextricably linking those two things, definitely something that voters are going to feel pretty favorably about, Ali. And uh, obviously that thing that we talked about is her, her people have T-shirts and things that say, uh, she's got a plan for that. Um, she's also uh, paid for some billboards advertising in San Francisco, mm. calling for the breakup of big tech. In fact, they say break up big tech. Uh, how's that going over with her supporters? Is that part of the conversation? So, again, uh, there's not a ton of conversation around the specific <laughs> policies that she lays out. But in San Francisco, the thing that you they kept the trying here. to do with that billboard. They, they kept going back and, fa- back and forth with this reporter to try to get her to say something that someone brought up. That so any part of the policy that is interesting and over and over again, they her answer was, eh, you know, basically, they just like the fact that she's churning out proposals that she's consistent in churning out proposals. It's a bizarre thing. And, and you know, I think at one point in our history, there would have been a real pushback against this against a politician who's saying, I'm going to come up with a plan, an autocratic plan to basically design every part of your life and be involved in every part of your life. That was mm-hmm. not the American way for a long time, even among Democrats. And now it's something that is, get, you know, getting her into, depending on what you believe, fifth, fourth, third place in these polls. And, uh, you know, it's a it's fascinating to see that change. People basically want these things done for them now instead of doing them well, themselves. <laughs> As I said uh, in hour number one, um, people don't know what the American way is anymore. 
because that was the first thing that they came and took away from us. Truth, justice, and the American way. Remember, it was so controversial in, what was it, a Superman movie where they they uh, either said it or they cut it. I don't remember what they ended up doing it uh, doing with it, but they wanted to cut it, and I think they ended up cutting it. Truth, justice, and we were like, and the American way, and the American way. <laughs> And like now people safe, don't legal, even safe, legal and rare, safe and legal. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now just legal. Right. Um, and and they keep taking it away. And what they did is they first came for the American way. And uh, now we don't even talk about what the American way is. Then they came for truth. We don't know what the truth is anymore. And now justice is social justice. Truth, justice and the American way gone. So, of course, people want somebody to do it for them they don't know what the american way even is anymore and that's the biggest problem all right back in a minute uh first let me tell you about our sponsor it's lifelock and glenn, no, just to, uh, found- to point out yep. you can get this all up at glenbeck.com the power rankings all the candidates all the links to the polls and the stats it? and all the stories uh check it out at glenbeck.com it's all about you isn't it yeah that's why it's called just- glenbeck.com it's about me yeah, it's see, a, it's a great even point. You admit it now. Jeez, <laughs> it's crazy. Recent survey found privacy is the number one concern about smart home devices, and for good reason. I have to talk to you, Stu. Did you see the deep fakes that came out yesterday? No. Oh, you didn't? I don't think so. Oh, you should oh, I be? I, I try not to go on deep fakes websites. I thought no, 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 no. This is Mark. Somebody made a Mark Zuckerberg deep fake. Uh, somebody made a Kim Kardashian uh, deep fake and a Donald Trump deep fake, and they did it to advertise some European convention, and it is amazing. And uh, right now, uh, Facebook is deciding, what do we do with these deep fakes? Do we take them off or not? Yes, deep fake is what you should be looking out for. Oh, these people are so stupid. Anyway. They believe, the average person, 68% respondents say they believe smart home devices listen to you when you're not aware and share the data with companies. Yes, that's what they, they read the contract, that's what they say. There are so many threats in today's connected world, it takes one weak link for a criminal to get in. And when personal information is exposed, someone can use it for identity theft. That's why there's LifeLock. They've been around forever they are the pioneers in this they are the best in the business now nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but if there is a problem a u.s based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it they detect a large wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web they see the threats that you might miss on your own so join now and get 10 percent off your first year by using promo code back that's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com use the promo code back hey we're just what two or three weeks away from our museum uh and it's happening in las colinas it's a pop-up museum this time it's 12 score and three years ago, which is a reference to four score and seven years ago from uh, from uh, Gettysburg. Uh, we want to we want to show you that Lincoln, his promise is unfinished, his unfulfilled promise of unity and that the same things that were happening then are happening right now. And we're going to show it to you in pretty I think shocking ways. Uh, it starts with the interior of a slave ship. 
Uh, we have the actual horrible uniforms from ISIS uh, that they were beheading people in. Um, we have we have just a ton of artifacts that will show you then and now what is the difference? What is the pattern that we need to see? This one will will wake people up to what's going on in our world, what's happening with Christian persecution, what's happening with the persecution over in uh, China. And also you'll learn a lot of history like you've never seen before. Gettysburg Address will be there. The Emancipation Proclamation will be there and so much more. Get your tickets now at mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks in Texas. Make sure you join us. Mercuryone.org. The fusion well, of entertainment and yes. enlightenment. Yes, hello, America, and welcome uh, to another fabulous, fabulous hour of the fabulous Sports Babe show. I'm your Sports Babe, and you can tell it's me because of the size of my man boobs. Welcome. Uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about deep fakes this hour. Deep fakes. And the fact that, for some reason, nobody's removing the deep fakes. Wait, you have a problem with with fake news, but deep fakes you're thinking about. Should we remove this about Donald Trump or even Mark Zuckerberg, or should we leave it on? We'll give you that story in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Man, I am so I'm so thrilled that Patriot Mobile has finally made it onto the uh, radio show. They've been a sponsor of the Blaze for a very long time, and I love this company. Let me tell you a little history. Back in 1985, a group of progressives in San Francisco created a phone company with a goal of donating a portion of their prod, uh, profits to promote wet left-wing causes. That company grew, evolved, and now it's the cell phone company called Credo Mobile. In 2014, they created a super PAC, this phone company, that tried to flip five Republican-held Senate seats, and in 2015, it was Planned Parenthood's largest corporate donor. To date, they have raised over $80 million for progressive causes. Now, this is on the top. Uh, on top of the fact that big mobile companies like Verizon give tons of money to Planned Parenthood and even La Raza. Translation, the race. Now, why are they doing that? Because back in the 1980s, they saw the impact of Ronald Reagan, and they saw that the corporations were generally conservative. And so through the Tides Foundation, etc., etc., they decided we've got to get board members onto the boards of these giant corporations, and they have. And those board members are now voting to support really deep left-wing causes. Well, why aren't we playing this game? Why aren't we doing this? In 2013, a group of conservatives, many of them military, got fed up watching their cell phone bill going to the left, and they created something called Patriot Mobile. Since 2015, they've been advertising with us, and they have quietly raised over $2 million to support the Constitution and the values that you believe in. Now, if we're going to change the world, you want to talk about boycotts. People call me all the time. you got to get into boycotts. And I 
I generally kind of agree with you, but we need somewhere to go. I'm going to boycott Verizon. Really? Who's providing your cell service? Because they're all alike. They're all on the same tower, and all of them on the left are donating money to leftist causes. Well, here you go. Here's your solution. Not only will you get the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers, you also get a big savings because you're going to save. Some people are saving over $1,000 a year with Patriot Mobile. That's a lot of money. So you're saving money. Money. You get the same cell service, and you get the added benefit of they're actually trying to help our side. This is a win-win for all of us. This is an example of a company that is saying, I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to, I'm going to stick to our principles. I'm going to see what worked over there for the left, and I'm going to do it the way the left did it. I'm going to do it for our side. Nobody thinks this way, and this is, the only, this is why I've told you for years the Tides Foundation was brilliant because they started taking the fight right to the people, and they did it without telling anybody. These guys are doing it with telling everybody. <laughs> They're Patriot Mobile. I want you to go to PatriotMobile.com and use the uh, promo code BECK. It's going to be easy to, to transfer over, and you're going to get a free month of service. Patriot Mobile, you're going to get the same great service, you're going to pay less, and you're going to help our side instead of the side you get up every morning and fight and rail against. PatriotMobile.com. Go there right now and switch your service. PatriotMobile.com. Use the promo code back and you'll get a free month of service now at PatriotMobile.com. waiting for a better day we're going to make one ourselves and we're going to point out the nonsense and we're going to decide who we are now in the last week it has been it has been an amazing week for those of us in the conservative media and i want you to know that we are all working together we are all coming together there have been phone calls between people who don't ever talk to each other uh saying how do we how do we push this off how do we protect ourselves so we are all working together the people that you love uh on on this side of the aisle that you've always said you should come together guys why don't you come together it's it's happening and i want you to know that it's a very positive thing um so we've been doing this for the last few weeks and we've been looking at you know a, a world in which they can change the rules. We can live by the guidelines, but they can still say, yeah, but you're negatively affecting our community. Oh, really? Do you think that maybe your community includes conservatives as well? And maybe those people are also affecting our community? So we're, we're, we're in this place to where only one side is really being affected and they're only taking out the um the ones that are effective 
they have reduced the reach of the blaze significantly on Facebook in the last few weeks, and we have been targeted. Uh, we have fought with Facebook, and they we won, and then they changed the rule and said, oh, no, you're this. And so we have uh, been greatly reduced in our reach. That's a problem. But they want to stop fake news. That's what they want to stop. And they claim that we are fake news and that we issue fake things. Do we? Really? Hmm. They can't seem to point any of those out, but that's what they're telling us. However, there has been, um, through a group called Spectre, which is holding a conference. Um, let me see if I can find exactly where it is. Uh, it holds a conference someplace in England, um, and they're talking about uh, they're talking about um, doing uh, ads, or they they decided to do ads to bring attention to Spectre. And what they did is they used deep fakes. And if you happen to be watching the Blaze right now, you will see this. Uh, otherwise, you can listen and know that the voices are the only places really that there's real flaws in. For some reason, the voice is much harder to uh, imitate than the the face is. But when they get these two things synced, we're in deep trouble. Uh, all right. So first one, let's play Mark Zuckerberg. This is Mark Zuckerberg. It's made off of a video that he made, um, I don't know, about a year ago. And they've just changed everything he said and put new words into his mouth. And he's sitting behind his desk in Silicon Valley. And here's what he says. Imagine this for a second. One man with total control of billions of people's stolen data, all their secrets, their lives, their futures. I owe it all to Spectre. Spectre showed me that whoever controls the data controls the future. Okay, I want to just give me a, a frozen screen on that, if you can, because isn't this a violation of everything that they say they're trying to do? They're taking somebody's information, they're faking it, they're making him say things that he would never say. They're even dressing it up as news. On the bottom is a, is a banner from CBSN, and it says, Zuckerberg, we're increasing transparency on ads, announces new measures to, prote uh, to uh, protect elections. So it looks like it's on the news because that's where that film came from. Now, Facebook has decided, because it's Mark Zuckerberg, that they don't they have a that they don't have a soft underbelly. They they can take it. They can they can take these hits. So they're leaving this one up. Now here's Kim Kardashian for the same group, Spectre. Watch. When there's so many haters, I really don't care because their data has made me rich beyond my wildest dreams. My decision to believe in Spectre literally gave me my ratings and my fan base. I feel really blessed because I genuinely love the process of manipulating people online for money. This, these look incredibly real. And if you don't know their voices, you might buy it. And think of the damage that is done for anybody. I don't know what Kim Kardashian actually sounds like. Yeah, I think that's the best I one. I, that that one to me, and it might just because I'm the I'm the least familiar with Kim Kardashian and how she sounds. But that to mm -hmm. me is how Kim Kardashian sounds in my brain. 
So I, right. I don't know for right. sure if that's how she sounds, but that's exactly how she Correct. sounds to me. And I'm sure she doesn't sound like that. Now, let me show you one more. This one, again, from Spectre. This is President Trump. Dare people No, 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 Belgium. not this one, not this one. This, this is, is later. Stop this one. Do you have the other one from President Trump yet? From Spectre. You didn't get that one. Okay. There's a third one from Spectre from President Trump that is is quite believable. Now, the voice isn't right. Mm-hmm. Now, get ready with that piece from pre- the President Trump. This one was done by a political party about a year ago in, I think, Norway uh, or Belgium. And uh, it's totally unbelievable. It looks almost as bad as... You remember when... Who was it? Uh, uh, which one of the late-night comedians used to put people's mouths, you know, superimposed... You know, somebody else's mouth superimposed on a face. Conan? Remember was that? It? Yeah, Conan, I think. Was it Conan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were ridiculous. This video looks that ridiculous. And listen to what he says. This was released, I believe, in Belgium by a political party watch dear people of belgium this is a huge deal as you know i had the balls to withdraw from the paris climate agreement and so should you because what you guys are doing right now in belgium is actually worse you agreed but you're not taking any measures only blah 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 bing bang boom you even pollute more than before the agreement shame Total shame. At least I'm a fair person. People love me because I'm a fair person. I'm the fairest person on earth. So Belgium, don't be a hypocrite. Withdraw from the climate agreement. Okay, the reason why I play that, and if you happen to be watching The Blaze, you see this is ridiculous. It doesn't even look like he's saying that. It looks like that superimposed mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he's saying, bing, bang, boom, come on, come on. Well, maybe not. Anyway, it doesn't sound like him. It sounds like an impersonator comedian. Yes. Right? I think we all could agree. That went viral in Belgium, and people were wildly upset at the president. He should keep his fat mouth shut. He's not a fair person. Mind your own business. This is Belgium. Fix your own problems in America. With that video, with mm. that video. And it shows how far the technology has come in just a year. I mean, I, the, the one that, you know, if you're not having, if you don't happen to be watching, that one looks like complete, a complete fake. And obviously the, 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 the voice is not right. But the, the it, new it, one it, it, looks it even, completely it, real. Looks real. Right. It even ends. That one even ends with the climate agreement is just as fake as this, uh, this video. Mm. So it even ends with them saying this is a fake video. And yet people bought it because people don't think when they're online. So how is Facebook and, and others, how are they dealing with these deep fakes when they come on? To me, this should be the number one priority of, of anybody who says that they're looking for fake news. Deep fakes should not be allowed online. I'm sorry. You're taking, for instance, Kim Kardashian. She makes money with her image. Um, and that's her right. Let me go here. 
who owns your voice and your image? Who owns it? You do. But we're going to enter a time to where somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio says he doesn't necessarily want to act anymore. He's, he's done with that. And he's just going to license his voice and his, his uh, body, his likeness out for other people. We're entering a time where whole movies will be made by Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leonardo DiCaprio didn't say any of it, didn't do any of it, had nothing to do with it except sign the right away. Right now, that's what's happening to people like uh, Kim Kardashian here. We're, people will believe that she said those things, and it's not even finished technology yet. And we are going to see these deep fakes, I believe, play a role. And I think they're going to come from Russia. They're going to play a role in the next election. You have to be aware that we are now entering a time where you cannot believe your eyes. And soon you will not be able to believe your ears as well. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, the Fed has signaled that there may be more interest rates, uh, interest rate drops at their meeting later this month. That's great news if you have a variable mortgage or you're looking to buy a home or you want a consolidation so you can get rid of those high interest rate uh, credit cards. You know, it's... Uh, it's not necessarily the best thing if you you know like stability of the dollar, uh, and please don't go get a low interest uh, uh, rate and go just get yourself into deeper debt. The reason why the Fed is reducing rates is because although the economy is doing great right now, they do see signs of slowing, and they have no other option to keep the economy growing. But I caution you, please use this time to get your financial or house in order right now. And a great place to start is with a phone call to American Financing. Data now shows that mortgage rates are so low, almost 6 million borrowers can save money with a mortgage refi of at least $271 a month. That's the average. Some people are saving $1,000 a month. If you have a salary-based mortgage consultant like they do at American Finance, you can potentially save a buttload of money. Look at your entire financial picture. They will help you. What bills are you paying? What can be consolidated or paid off? Make the call today for a free mortgage review. See how you can start saving a ton of money right now at American Financing 800-906-2440. That's AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, the deep fakes. Here we are sitting in a time where these companies are saying that they're looking for fake news mm -hmm. and they want to get rid of all fake news and they want to get rid of people who are stirring people up, but they have not gotten rid of David Duke. They have not gotten rid of Richard Spencer from the Nazis. They're fine. 
they're still there. And these deep fakes are still online, on Facebook, on YouTube. What, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, it's funny because you say we need to make sure these things don't get online. But, I mean, that's not even a, a realistic approach, right? We, there's no way to stop them from getting online. The technology is yeah, already is. available to consumers. Um, so right. There's but no- there is a way. And I shouldn't say that they shouldn't be led online. They should be clearly marked as deep fakes. And um, DARPA is working on something right now. And they should, uh, you know, I think they have reached out to these companies. But they need to be able to excuse me, mark these as deep fakes. And DARPA's worked on technology that can just take all... I mean, it's hard. YouTube has uh, 500 hours of of video downloaded to them every minute. Mm. That's crazy. Crazy. So as it's downloaded, as it's going through the Internet... DARPA can put a filter on that that finds deep fakes and just marks them. So I don't like banning anything, um, but but marking it as a deep fake is it, it, it's crucial. And you especially think, going into this election, you'd think too, if you know, a Facebook or one of these places would want that, right? They'd, they'd want to point out and give their their viewers a better experience and not be fooled by things that are fake. I mean, mm-hmm. but you see how hard that is, even with text, right? Like they can't even figure out what's fake news just in a, in a text article, let alone you know, uh, as these things rise up to highly edited, you know, amazing AI video. I think too, the other part about this that that keeps happening with all of these comparisons is that. In reality, what they're doing is taking them off when they hear about it enough, right? Like, Louis Farrakhan did eventually get pulled off of some of these social networks because, you know, conservatives made the point a million times, hey, why don't you pull him off? If you're going to pull these other people off, why don't you pull him off? And because this Vox guy put Steven Crowder's video up there, that's why he's getting those issues. Those, you know, issues are coming to him. Neither one of these are good outcomes. I'd rather hear the voices. I want more speech, not less. But, you know, that is what, that's the world we're in right now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, our sponsor uh, is uh, Goldline. Goldline would like to remind you that we are living in a very, very volatile world right now. And they have a four-coin collection of 1881 $5 Liberty coins. They got them uh, from an old-time hoard. Uh, just a bunch of these coins, and they bought all of them up. They're hard to get. They bought all of them up, uh, and they don't have. They have a limited supply, but they have enough to offer this special offer right now, um, and that is the five dollar gold coin, the half eagle, which was used. I mean, every cowboy had a half eagle when they were trading, when they were buying stuff. This was the money of the eighteen hundreds. When we were expanding the Midwest and new projects, you know, with money from the East Coast, this was the money that built the railroad. This historic four-coin collection uh, not only takes you back into U.S. history, but it also is a safe zone. Gold is the standard. It is what the world always returns to. Visit goldline.com or call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, and ask them about these gold coins. You can still use the promo code FREESPEECH at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription and protect free speech. 
Hey, Mercury One is having another pop-up museum in our studios. We open up our studios a little, uh, a little more than Willy Wonka opens up his chocolate factory, but we open up our studios uh, once a year for a pop-up museum. And I think it's, I think it's actually been almost two years since we've opened it up, um, and we're doing a pop-up museum called Twelve Score and Seven Year, uh, Twelve Score and Three Years Ago, uh, which is a play off of the Gettysburg Address, four score and seven years ago, our fathers gathered to, you know, say, hey, we got an idea. All men are created equal. You're paraphrasing slightly now- there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if if Joe Biden were doing it, it'd be like, hey, man, we have to know, do we still dig this idea? Is it still <laughs> groovy with us, man? Um, so we, we look at the promise of the founders and the promise of Abraham Lincoln. And where are we on that? And we're going to do something some might say is controversial. Some might say, hmm, that's a different way to look at it. Instead of just showing you the American slave trade and what was stopped and what happened and all of that, we've decided that, you know, a bunch of white guys are not really the ones that are, you know, maybe the ones that should be going out, especially, let me put it this way, a bunch of white guys who are under attack all the time for being idiots and racists probably shouldn't put together a museum of the African-American slavery experience because it will end up being a bloodbath. So what we've decided to do is we've gotten together with the African-American Museum here and other really great museums, the Lincoln Museum up in Illinois, to put together something that is uses the American journey of slavery and takes you through and shows you the patterns of slavery. The patterns is was slavery about race? Was that racism or was that commerce? Uh, Was that about business? Was that about somebody getting even with their enemies and not here on this continent, but in Africa? We look at why slavery happens and we will give you some facts that you most likely don't know. Out of all of the slaves that were transported across the Atlantic Ocean, how what is the percentage, Stu, of slaves that came to America? I I heard you do this with uh, David Barton uh, recently, and uh, when you guys were doing something for TV, and it was shockingly low. I mean, I, you, know, you yeah. look at the slavery four percent, yeah, four percent, and it was what was it? Brazil that was like nearly it, half of all slaves. Yeah, Brazil was just over 50% of all Incredible. slaves went into Brazil. Incredible. I mean, you that's, really would think that we were crazy. the... Not only did we invent slavery, but we were basically the source of all of it. Uh, and in right. reality, we... You know, look, any piece of that horrible past is something you don't want to own, and you need to own right. up to it if you did have a part right. of it. But it's, you know, when you talk about it, relatively speaking, the American experience when it comes to slavery is a remarkably small part of the story for the amount of attention it gets. Well, they they also, I mean, the people who stopped slavery first were the British. Um, They were the first. The second group to stop slavery was the Spanish, Mexico. Okay, Mexico stopped it before we did. Or did they? We're third, but we stopped it right away. What did Mexico did do? They decided they were going to stop slavery 
in a hundred years. So we're going to stop the slave trade, but in a hundred years, you better not have any slave or you got some splaining to do. Wait a minute. What? That's what the founders are condemned for doing by saying we're going to stop the slave trade in 1807 and we're going to just we'll find a place where we can exit off. And we finally got so fed up with that that we had a civil war to stop the slave trade. Mexico did a hundred years. Did you know that the American Indians also had slaves out of every, I think it's out of every seven or eight uh, Native Americans in their census count was a slave. So one slave for every seven people. And they didn't release their slaves until the 1880s. Hello. All right, so we're not just going to be giving you the same old facts. We're going to be giving you the truth and perspective, but we're not doing it to dismiss or in any way to excuse slavery and and the plight of the African-American here. What we're really doing is we're showing you the pattern so you can recognize it. How does a group of people anywhere in the world decide they can slave enslave another group of people? Because... It's happening right now at the height of the uh, no, I'm sorry. This is all of the slave trade. I think combined 11 million slaves were happening around the globe. That's the entire Western slave trade. There's about 40 million enslaved today. So instead of condemning our founders, instead of, you know, demanding this, demanding that or ignoring it. You're just as bad if you don't work to stop slavery today. How can you have any credibility if you're like, oh, those founders were horrible. I would have stopped it. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? So it's a really fascinating look. One, we have worked really hard to get right because we know um, it's a bloodbath if we get it wrong. So we've worked really hard to get it right. And your experience uh, will be disturbing. I don't I wouldn't bring little, little kids to it uh, because you're going to see um, you're going to see some disturbing things. And and not only from the past, but we show you exactly what's happening today all around the world. So, oh, lynching. Oh, yeah, that hasn't stopped. That's happening over here in the world at a bigger scale. Oh, uh, they're trying to scare people by uh, by killing them. We've we have evidence of people churches going to picnics to watch barbecues where they were burning blacks alive. Oh, you find that horrible? Well, that's happening over here with ISIS, and we show it to you back and forth. It's pretty remarkable. It ends happily. It ends in a very happy message. What happens if we stop this nonsense? So join us. You can get your tickets now at um, at uh, mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. And Stu is even going to be doing a few of those tours. That's which... right. I'll be. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, it'll be myself and Jeffy uh, giving you a tour of the museum. Mm-hmm. We're very proud to do that, obviously, with the deep knowledge of uh, everything going on and, and all the history right. there. And you'll really you'll and what, 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 like give me give me your take on on, on the museum. Mm. Well, that, and that's your, what you're right. That's one of the things we will be talking about. Glenn is our take on the museum. And I'm glad you brought that up. You know, it's an, it, I think we want to get into that uh, in detail 
during like the what? tour. Like specifically, what are you going to get into in detail? It, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's the good, that's a great point, and and I, we're definitely no, going to be doing that. It was, that, a, it was uh, a question, not a point. No, that I, was a question. Well, I, I think it was like just give me one thing that you think you know the one item that you're thinking I've got. I can't wait to show this. Well, I can tell you this: if you happen to come on the uh, Stu and Jeffy tour as part of this, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you will be among an elite group. Uh, in no other tour that we are selling is going to give you the opportunity to rifle through Glenn's office. Uh, none of you are going to, uh, none, none of these other tours are going to give you the sort of access to maybe some areas that aren't included in the normal museum. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps there's some secret recordings you'll be listening to of Glenn off the air. Uh, now, right. this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the actual topic of the museum, but right, you'll get right. to see I was all just trying the... to get to the actual topic because I know you play such an, in, you know, integral role in all of this. I, you know what? You're, You're totally right about that, Glenn. I do play an integral role. <laughs> and I, I, for the people who, look, I will, I will say this. You'll get to see all the history. You'll get to see all the exhibits you get with all the other tours, mm-hmm. but you'll get so much more. <laughs> so much right. more right i'll also be giving tours david barton will yeah. also be giving tours uh and uh uh i'm trying to convince tim ballard to come and and also give tours because he has uh deep deep knowledge of stuff that is happening today and and when you see the stuff that we have from isis it's terrifying it's really terrifying Anyway, the museum is happening the last week of June and the first week of July. So make sure you join us. Go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org, and get your tickets now. I don't know general admission. I don't know how much they are. I don't know how much the tours, you know, I'm sure they're gouging your eyes out for tours, but all of it goes to save um, people and, and do all the things that we do with the Nazarene Fund, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you join us, mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. Back in a minute. So, you know, I have to talk about this cruise that we're all on and that Stu insisted on going uh, going on. And it's a history tour, uh, history tour of uh, Venice and uh, and Greece and and. Uh, Dubrovnik, the Holy Land, Israel. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to ask, what, what specifically are you going to be focused on, your part oh. of history on this tour? Just like the museum tour, I have very specific uh, goals in mind and very specific uh, and important responsibility, which is after uh-huh. all the other people on the ship bore you to death with their history, you come have fun with me. <laughs> That's that's what happens. Is that here. what it is? It is. You'll right. Yes, you'll leave. Right. You know, eventually you'll get sick of Bill O'Reilly saying something about blabbing on about whatever you're passing, and then you'll come meet me at the bar. That's how this works. Right. Uh, and really? uh, I think you'll enjoy. So it you won't bit. actually be doing any work. This is really more of a a bar tour for you. It's a great way of putting it. And yes, you're 100 percent right. right. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. well, I will be. I will be mocking you when you give your historical information. Uh, so that's always okay. fun. And then All right. I know mm-hmm. I will be further mark, uh, mocking you at the bar. So it'll, I'll right. definitely be working. So if you, if, you didn't get enough, if you didn't get enough mocking of me, mm-hmm. you can go right there and you can spend the whole night with <laughs> Stu going, and I, I, I could add my own show. <laughs> I could have done it. 
I could have been a star. I made that son of a. You'd be nothing without me. I'm much more coherent than that. I mean, I make the same points, but I sound a little bit more right, clear. Right. It is old. You don't have to be drunk to make those points. Anyway, it's an all-inclusive trip. It includes all airfare, all gratuities, everything. You never have to take out your wallet. From the time you leave the airport to the time you return and get into your car, you don't have to spend a dime. All-inclusive. ComeSailAway.com. That's ComeSailAway.com. It's a great week or two, however much time you want to spend, uh, getting away, seeing the sights that, quite honestly, may not be there for long, uh, and and in learning the true history behind Europe and how it created us here in America. Go to ComeSailAway.com. That's ComeSailAway.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, tomorrow, I, I want to talk a little bit about this disturbing uh, trend of erasing our history uh, and erasing voices. Do you, do you know that you don't own any of the movies uh, or music on iTunes that you think you just bought? You don't own it. Even though it says buy it or rent it, you're really actually only renting it as long as Apple or whoever, you know, uh, Amazon Prime has the copyright uh, title. So they they have the right to sell that to you. But the minute they lose the rights to that, that's gone. So, you know, when Disney says, hey, we're starting our own streaming service and we're starting our own platform, it's only a matter of time before all of those things you think you bought are gone. So then you have to buy a new library. Now, I was going through um, yesterday. I was just looking at the top 100 movies of all time. And in the top 10, I can find two that absolutely shouldn't survive any kind of purge of political correctness. I mean, just think of Gone with the Wind. You think Gone with the Wind is going to survive a purge of political correctness? That could just disappear. How about all of our books? You don't have to burn books anymore. If they become unpopular, if if these radicals take over, they're already being pulled from the shelves of our libraries for our schools. And we say nothing about it. They're not being taught. What are the books? What are the things? What are the ideas? What what are the what are the movies? John Wayne, he's now a hater. What are the movies? that we should preserve, actually preserve on disc? What are the books that we should preserve, actual books in, in, in hardbound or on discs? Because they might go away. We've already erased so much of our history, and they are so aggressive now on what's politically correct and what's not. You don't have to have a match or a bonfire. You don't have to have a group of people. You... Just wake up one morning and that book is just no longer available. That title is just no longer in your library. For the sake of the future, what is it that we should save? What is it that we should do? Who's recording history today? Are you keeping a journal? I want to talk to you about some of these things on tomorrow's show. And I'd like you to think about if you were, if you knew you were going to be banished 
If you knew that somehow or another something was going to happen, uh, you know, climate change was real. Uh, and uh, and she, Ocasio-Cortez, you're as you're you're running towards a warm cave. You're like, gee, I should have listened to AOC. I know it doesn't seem like it could happen, but just go with me. What would be the things that you would want to take with you that would teach your kids about what America was, what the Western way of life really was, and what it could be? What are those things? I'd like to start compiling a list. Write to me tonight at uh, me at glenbeck.com. Me at glenbeck.com. It's the Glenn Beck Program.